it's the Evil G Podcast, the official podcast of just not coming out some weeks. What are you talking about? <laughs> we were we were here last week. Uh, we recorded a whole podcast, remember? And, and that's when we found out we had won the, all those awards and stuff. Ah, what are you talking about? We were here. If, if people didn't catch us last week, it's their fault. Yes, definitely. That, yep, that's we're all. award winners now. <laughs> what award did we win? Uh, award for... Uh, outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't help myself. Uh, no, it was my fault we weren't here last week because I was on a um research mission. You no, were? that's lies too. I was that's lies as well. I was in Dublin watching Queens of the Stone Age get and getting drunk, and it was brilliant. Good show, was it? Oh, they were fantastic. I wasn't. I'm like I'm not going to say I'm not now, but I wasn't the biggest Queens of the Stone Age fans. I knew a couple of their songs and enjoyed the songs I knew, but I wouldn't listen like to full albums or anything. Mm. Um, after seeing them live, yeah, they are a really fucking sweet band. They're just, uh, you know, they're one of them bands you can put on in the background, and you would easily listen to the entire album, enjoy mm. it, and not realize the entire album's done. You were like, "Fuck!" I thought I only listened to a couple of tunes there, and the whole thing was done. Like they were on for like two and a bit hours and I felt like I was only sitting there for like half an hour it was brilliant mm. just every song was just and they're very different as well some some of the stuff's very heavy and then they, they do like some very rockabilly type songs as well and then they'll do some very chill songs and and your man Josh I don't always forget I've always pronounced his name wrong is it Josh Home or Homey or Homey or something like that Um, he's a very funny man on stage always has good crack with the crowd so he does but yeah. yeah, um go check out Queens of the Stone Age. They've been around for twenty seven years apparently and I've only got into them now. Talk about Johnny come lately here. <laughs> yeah, it's never too late. Yeah, that's true. Like I was the exact same with Muse two months ago and did and again liked a couple of songs, would never have listened to them. And now I fucking love Muse because of the dig two months ago. Brilliant I. So I'm worried now that things might go the opposite way in January because I'm already a huge fan of Professor Brian Cox. And what after if I see him, I'm like, oh, he's a fucking fraud. He's an idiot and all this here. <laughs> what, what is what, what is his thing? That's not a concert. I, don't know. I, I guess I basically paid to go to a lecture. <laughs> okay. This is, he, he, what does he do? I've heard the name, but I don't know what he does. Oh, he's the scientist that tells you all about space. He's like one of the smartest men on Earth about space. He kind of looks like he wants to be a member of Oasis with his haircut, but he does a lot of BBC documentaries about the planet and space and things like that. He is a very intelligent man, but I'm... (laughs) I I, I honestly don't know what I'm in for. And the worst thing is, I'm like front row as well. Oh, he's a physicist and musician. So maybe oh yeah, we'll he, used get a a, <laughs> he used to play in a band in the 90s, I think. Okay. Um, but no, I don't th- I don't think he's doing a concert thing because it's his the show I'm going to is called Horizon, a Space Odyssey. So But then it could be music, you never know. But what if his music's really bad? I'd be like, shut up and talk about Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, um 
but yeah, I'm just worried it could go the opposite way since it's like two shows I wasn't expecting to be good and were fucking incredible. What if the one I'm hoping's good turns out to be awful because the guy's a pure fraud or something? But I guess we'll find out. Um, that is a Google. Uh, it says people also search for Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Is it, he's uh, a, I, I know he's that, that type of guy. All you ever see from Neil deGrasse, or all I ever see in Neil deGrasse Tyson is people telling him to shut up on Twitter. <laughs> right. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah, he easily like will say some, well, actually bullshit you know about something there was and people just go like would you fuck up would you it's so, is he not meant to be like really really intelligent yeah maybe he is but like you can also be intelligent and an asshole i suppose that's true that's true i thought you were just talking like he was just like telling lies about you know physics or something i don't know if it's Make lies it but you know i have what's just Talking absolute bollocks about physics though and shit like that. I think it's just a matter of uh, just being a buzzkill using physics. Uh, oh yeah, well there's that. <laughs> you you can you can be a very intelligent person and still have a good sense of humor. Um. Yeah, I guess uh, we should talk about things that we've been playing. Because if I do, would weeks, you like to go first? Would need to have played something. Yeah, I played it. I've I've played a couple of things. Um, I finished a game. Ooh, what'd you um, finish? I don't know if I'm saying this right. Uh, Jusant. Jusant. Oh, Jus- is that the Jus- the, the Is that the the fencing thing? No, the climbing oh. thing. Oh, you were playing that one, right? Sorry, the, the, I was thinking of the, what's the fencing thing called. Anyway. Yeah, I'm not sure what you're thinking of. It was a demo you played. The game came out. Oh, that's on guard. On guard, sorry. Uh, no, it just sounds uh, a climby game about uh, rock climbing or bouldering or whatever you want to call right. it. Um, so yeah, you basically you're climbing up this big. It's uh, not a mountain. But so it's like uh, you're in this this world and you're this uh, character. It's like it's not Earth. It's all fantasy type stuff. But you're this like this red skinned character thing, um, and it, it's like all the water has gone. So it's the word like everything's all desert and the water's all dried up. So it's like a, a seabed and you're starting from the very bottom. And then you're climbing up this, uh, this big, um, like pillar rock pillar. And it's like, right. Goes way up into the clouds and all. Um, and th- going up through that, it's like, there's, um, abandoned wee settlements and all in it. Uh, and you're, uh, you know, people used to live here, but they don't know because it's all, you know, all the water's gone and it's uh, inhospitable. Um, yeah, but it basically works. You, you, both your hands are on the triggers, so you use the triggers to grip with each hand, and then you you move ah. the hand with the the, the sticks. Um, so it would be like a physics based thing. Yeah, kind of. So you've got handholds. Um, yeah. Now you can't just grab onto 
anything. Um, there's yeah, like yeah. specific handholds. Um, and you're you're climbing up, and it's it's kind of puzzly. You have to work out right how am I going to get up here, um, and different things come into play. Uh, and you have a, a stamina bar um, that that depletes as you're climbing, and the the size of the stamina bar also gets smaller as you're going as well because you can stop and rest and fill your stamina bar back up. But if it's mm. there's also like a it permanently gets smaller unless you reach a very like a, a specific place where you can hook yourself on with a rope and just hang there and then it goes back up or if you like get on the flat ground it it that replenishes yeah. as well um <clears throat> yeah so you're just uh climbing up these uh sort of i would call them climbing puzzles basically yeah. um and there there's different uh things come into play so there's like areas where you're in you're in the direct sun and the so it's very hot so you're that makes your stamina deplete faster um you've got uh you've got like three what do you call the things is it pitons oh that you stick in the <clears throat> excuse me that you stick into like a rock face and there's mm. like a hook on them aye i think, yeah, I, think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what they're called so you've got three of those as well so you can almost you're almost using them like checkpoints. So you stick one of them yeah. in and you put your rope on. So if you fall, you won't go all the way down to the bottom, you'll just go to wherever that was. And you can use yeah. them to do stuff like uh like you're holding on there and you're like, right, I can see I can go over to the left here, but I don't know how I'm gonna reach that. You can stick in a baton, then uh, like give yourself a bit of length rope and then swing or, or wall run around to it and all um mm. figure things out that way uh there's also you get parts where there's like instead of handholds you've got these they're like we rock insect crabby things that climb and they're com they're constantly moving and you have to use them to climb up Perfect. so you're, the handholds are basically moving um <laughs> and then as you're making your way up this thing you're sort of you're sort of getting a feel for what happened there with the people uh by picking up you know your you're finding journals and uh yeah sort of letters people have written to each other um and then you've got this little uh little buddy thing we blue guy who sits in a backpack that you have on and right. that little guy does like uh you can use him to sort of do this pulse which shows you like where you go next and it also shows you where some collectible things are like there's, there's some collectible things like you find these murals or, um, do you ever see the thing mountain climbers do where they pile up the wee rocks? Don't know what that's yep, called. Yep. And then you'll add one if you're going past it, you find those sort of things mm -hmm. and all. Um, and, uh, there's, uh, like the story is very much told in, there, there is a story there, like, but, um, it's all told through these uh, these different letters and things you're finding, and you sort of just environmentally putting things together. There's this a uh, cool bit, uh, an order collectible as well. You find shells and you listen to them, and what they do is like it 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 sort of shows this area that you're in, and instead of hearing like you know that C sound that you hear in shells, you'll hear the the sounds that used to be made in this place so like there's a cafe so you're hearing like you know 
tea being poured yeah. and thing, uh, kettle boiling and stuff. And it's a very chill uh-huh. game. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil what happens at the top, but stuff happens at the, the top. So the whole thing, can I just ask this whole thing, are you climbing pretty much the same thing the whole time? Mm-hmm. But obviously it's done in sections, so it's made into like levels, but the entire uh, thing exactly, is just yeah. one. That's, aye, that would be, you'd be dying to know what's at the top. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you start out on the outside, then you get into like the these caves in the middle and you're climbing up from inside of it yeah. and then you get back out. And then like when you're getting to the top, it's really windy and that, that plays into it as well. The, the, the wind, you sort of, um, I enjoyed that part where it was like, you can tell what direction the wind blowing because it's got like, you know, wind lines. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> I can describe them, but it's yeah, I, you I have do to, know what you mean. No matter, yeah, you can do a jump off, and the wind will carry you further. So you're doing this big oh, mad nice. jumps and and grabbing things. Um, but yeah, it's a nice wee short game. Um, that's uh, worth a look, at, especially it's on it's on Game Pass. You finished about four or five hours. Hmm. Um, yeah, I've seen so. a few people talking about it and stuff, saying it was actually quite the quite the nice wee adventure. Yeah, uh, it, it's good getting a, a, just a wee, wee short game like that that you can mm. uh, play through after playing like hundreds of hours of things. Yeah. Um, I also picked up um, a game called uh, Satisfactory. Yeah, so this is one that Eugene's been talking about for a while, so uh, I'm actually curious to know what this is actually about. Yes, yeah, so I've been playing this with Eugene. Um, so this is oh, you can play it multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's huh. it's um, it's an early access. It has been an early access for like three years, I think. Um, right. So there there is a lot to it, but it's basically you land on a planet and you just have to build a factory <laughs> to. I don't know, get resources. Um, okay. You're trying to build things. Uh, so you, you basically start out with nothing. Um, there's sort of, you know, there, there'll be iron veins and, and, and stuff and you're mining that stuff and you're building things. Uh, and the whole point is you you eventually just automate all this stuff with, uh, you know, you'll start out by pushing X and, you know, I don't want to say it's a, it's a rock melter game, but you would right. be, you'd be, uh, you could be fooled into thinking that at the start because you're going up to the like the iron vein and you're pushing X to hit it and get some iron. But then you, you can build like a wee uh, portable mining thing. You put that down and that that'll you know pull up a hundred iron. Then you go collect it and then you've got to do whatever you need with that iron. But then you get where you can actually uh, get a recipe for an actual mining rig. And then you build just a big permanent mining rig on the vein. And then you get a smelter, which will turn the ore into iron ingots. And then you can build uh, conveyor belts. So you can do a conveyor belt from the miner to the smelter, which will automate that. So it's just automatically mining ore and then it's smelted it and turn it into ingots. And then you can conveyor belt the ingots into like a, a constructor that can build, make you like iron rods or iron sheets that you can build more things out of. And it just goes on and on and on. We've got uh, 
up to now where we've been able to build vehicles that you can tear about then um we're like just manufacturing all these different things to uh to build stuff with so mm. um yeah you have to think about power as well so we've just, like just last night we managed to find well eugene found some coal we got uh coal generator set up um and you have to like find a water source and a water pump to pump coal into your um power station uh before that what we were using was was biofuel but that's not as efficient um and you have to like do power lines to uh, provide power for everything and instead of us going and mining coal and putting it into the the power station what eugene's done is you can take the uh the tractors you build and you can automate them as in record uh like a path for them so what they do is they go from our factory down to where the coal is pick up the coal themselves bring it back to like this wee vehicle station that takes the coal off them and then the coal automatically feeds out of that into the uh the power station so or we're like completely we don't even have to touch power anymore whereas before we were using biofuel and those generators you have to go chop down wood and then turn that wood into uh biomass and turn that biomass into bio uh biofuel logs and manually put it in but now all our power stuff's all automatic um and you just keep working your way up like that and it's it's um it's a very sort of relaxing chilled out game because there's no pressure like you're not having to deal with your know, hunger or anything like that yeah and i just like putting conveyor belts all over the place <laughs> do you hear the wee song in your head? Yeah, it is. It's very But the the stuff you can do with like variables because you um you get where you uh can basically stack them and build them up really high. So we have like different um resources all over like the, the planet and it's all just coming to our factory and conveyor belts and i have like them stacked up three and four high so it's like just there's conveyor belts everywhere um and as the title describes it's a very satisfying game to play and you get the stuff yeah. set up uh not sure if it'd be your type of thing but it doesn't sound like it <laughs> it, it sounds like something you know i think it's see where yous are now right Mm. I think if I came in and sat down and you were playing it, I think I would happily sit and watch it going, oh yeah, right, right, right. But see that whole starting mechanic thing? No, I'd be like, fuck this. I can't be bothered. But The, the thing is, things- it, it gets you ramped up really, really quickly. Like there's no point where it felt like a chore. You know what I mean? Or and a I, I'd, uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't like those sort of, uh, you know, No Man's Sky type or... or like other mining games or like Minecrafty type stuff. I don't like mm. those things, but this one, um, it just lets you, it's always giving you something immediately to build. And it's really easy to unlock the next level of things that you can build. Mm. Um, there's a wee bit of combat in it, not much. Um, and there's, there's stuff uh, that you can discover by just exploring around. Um, wrapping up to be able to build trains next, I think. Mm-hmm. trains with conveyor belts <laughs> yeah there's a whole thing as well where you create this uh bloody great like uh space elevator 
Um, right. So it, it does give you objectives to do, but you can ignore them and just build whatever factory you want. Um, and it, it'll be like, all right, you need to send this many of this component up the space elevator and I'll keep giving you different things, uh, you know, different objectives to do. But see, when you build yeah. the space elevator, it's really cool. Um, it's like you build the, the base of it, but then this big fucking thing comes down from space in, the, in real time in the sky and you're watching this big fucking, I don't know how to describe it. it, it it's just like a, a big, long um, tube that comes down and it's got like hooks on it and it comes down and it hooks into your base and then, then pulls up and locks into place and then everything comes and it comes down all, it's just cool the way it locks into place and the, the, the sheer size of it. Um, cool. Yeah. It, it's like uh, something from an old Acme cartoon. <laughs> mm, it's, um, yeah, we, we've, uh, we've been playing a lot of that. It's just the, the <laughs> time goes by so quick and you're just in there uh, fucking about with conveyor belts. <laughs> Blast. So what have you played then? So, uh, We'll obviously talk about full gear in a moment, but um, when we when I was around at yours for full gear, uh, mm-hmm. we were talking about games and old games and things like this, and somebody suggested I should give Half Life another shot after twenty oh, something years. I just bought yes. like all of Half Life today. <laughs> well, it was free there a couple of days ago because of its twenty fifth anniversary. Yeah, I missed out on that, but I got it for seventy one p. You can't argue with that. <laughs> um, but uh, I decided to fire it into my library, and it was all Steam Deck verified and all this here. Um, so I have been playing the first Half-Life. Mm-hmm. Now, when I first tried to play this, it was on PlayStation 2, and I had very little patience back then. Uh, I think I have a, a bit more now. Uh, but yeah, it, you know, the whole long-winded start, yada, yada, yada. Um, but... I am enjoying it more this time, and I think the reason I'm enjoying it more is all these years later, I can see how many games mm. have taken influence yes. from Half-Life. And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, all oh, right, this is where this came from. <gasps> this is where this came from. <gasps> okay, okay. This game is obviously a very important game. So yes. I'm not just going to go, oh, I'm fucking bored and throw it to the side. And to be honest, I'm not actually fucking bored. I'm actually enjoying myself, you know, the, the the opening is a bit long winded for my taste, but I flew through it anyway. I remember I was going, grabbed my suit, grabbed the you know, went to the thing, pushed the thing into the laser and boof, right? Um mm. But once it got started, you know, you get your you get your your famous crowbar and then you get the pistol. I've got my shotgun and stuff now, and soldiers are starting to come in and all the rest of it. It's just the idea of as as we've said before, you never lose control of Gordon. Like you're yeah. just witnessing everything happening. Uh, and you're seeing, you know, th- through people talking in the intercom and things like that. And I never noticed it the first time, but that guy in the suit is always watching from different wee places. G-Man. The G-Man, that's him, yeah. yes. So I actually, because I was enjoying it, I went into the store today and I picked up Half-Life 2 for 70-something P. So once I finish Half-Life, I will actually play through Half-Life mm. 2. But the amount of influence that that game has had that you can see now is crazy. Um, I, so that was made, what, 96, I think Half-Life was? It came oh, out 96. in 98. 
98, sorry, 98. Yeah. It's still very early in the life of the first-person shooter. So before, obviously, Half-Life, everything kind of was Doom. You know, yeah. here's a level, shoot the bodies, get to the end. Yeah, uh, yeah it's pretty much what the first-person shooter was. It was like, uh, run yeah. forward, shoot now, dudes, maybe collect a now, key. Yeah. Now, I know in 97, Rur tried to change it up a wee bit with Goldeneye, but it was still, here's a level, do some objectives, but still get to the end, you know? Mm. So some people were trying to make changes, but I think the biggest change definitely did come. Looking at it now, it was definitely Half-Life. Just this, technically, I suppose you could call it a, an open world, because you, you literally run Te- from area to area to area. Technically, yeah. It, it's not re- there are levels in there, but they hide them. Yeah, they're very yeah. Well, yes, they are very cleverly hidden. They're yeah. very, very cleverly hidden. Um, so at the moment, I think I'm. I just finished the office complex. Mm. So you know that would technically be the first chapter or part or whatever. Um, you should but, check out the. Uh, well, finish the game first, but then check out that uh, that documentary they put out for the twentieth anniversary. It's done by the No Clip guys. Oh, very nice. Um, and it's sort of uh, they they go over the stuff that you're talking about um mm. and you can see how you, how they came to the decisions and of or what they were trying to do at the time um yeah it's, it, it for story like to have a a, a for what is technically a first person it's not really a first person shooter it, there's it's in first person and they're shooting but it's like it's trying to tell this story of this facility where shit's gone wrong and now the government's trying to kill everyone <laughs> yeah um do you know what game i think took the biggest influence from it actually playing through here the second time the what? only game well not the only game but the one of the biggest games i was looking at going this is doom 3 this is what this is this is doom 3 mm. i like just there's so many things about it you know just you know, there was a lot of, obviously there's a lot of going through, you know, uh, ventilation, sh- uh, you know, ducts, a lot of that in Doom 3, you know, the flashlight thing, you know, the, the they try a couple of sort of jump scares with you opening the door and the thing jumping at you. And the whole idea of this comp or this complex doing questionable experiments, causing all hell to break loose and things like that. I just, I was just thinking, this is, this is where Doom 3 got all of it. <laughs> but they decided... <laughs> Do you want to choose a flashlight or a gun? You can't have both. But it's clear as day that's where it came from. And very much like Half-Life, you never lose control in Doom 3. You know, it's the whole thing's played as you just, as hell's breaking loose and all the rest. It's like, yep. Like, Ed obviously seen this and went, ooh, we need to make one of these. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, super, super influential game. Um, Game. There, you've also uh, on there if you're enjoying that there, there's the um there's the two expansions for the first half life i think they're like 60p or something they came with the the update there's was it uplink half life uplink uh no no opposing forces and all right okay uh what's the other one something blue shift so they're basically. I'm not sure what that is. Huh. Um, but uh, yeah, opposing forces is you taking the role of one of the military guys, 
sent in. Right. And then Blue Shift, uh, you play as one of the security guards. All right. Um, and then for Half-Life 2, you also have Half-Life 2 Episode 1 and Half-Life 2 Episode 2, which are hmm. well worth playing as well. Well, I will get through the first one. And I do remember having a hacked version of the second one and you could only get so far and then the game laughed at you and went, nope, you're going no further because you didn't buy this game. Oh, right. <laughs> yep. Yep. One, one of those ones. It was one of those ones. It was my brother-in-law at the time. It was one of the first P uh, gaming PCs I'd bought when I was... I bought it for Doom 3, actually. Um, and he's all oh, you have to play Half-Life 2. And I remember looking at him going, no, I tried the first one, it was crap. He's like, no, no, this is fantastic. And I remember playing it and actually enjoying a bit of it. And then it got to the part where the game just went, this door's locked, you're not going any further, go buy the game, you scab. And I was like, well, I'm not doing that because I'm like fucking 18 and I don't have the money to do that, get fucked. <laughs> so, yeah. But I will like uh, definitely play through. I'm gonna finish the first one, and I will definitely play through the second one as well. Cause, yeah, you can see where a lot of influence is taking place. I like it. It's one of those. You know, what I kept finding myself doing as I was playing it. I kept getting a little bit further, and I kept saying in my head, "Right, I'll give it a rest here." But I kept playing, and mm. I must have done that. I don't know how many times going. Right, I'll give it a rest here, but I just I'll go a wee bit further, a wee bit further, and I was like, "That is the sign of a good game." When you keep telling yourself, I'll knock it on the head, but you keep going. Yeah. Aye. It's, um... I'm very glad I give it another shot. I just hope you're, uh, you, you don't uh, expect any of the story stuff to, to wrap up ever, because, you know, famously, they well, don't. <laughs> I won't lie. I'm struggling to, to follow what's going on, because I don't I pushed something into a laser and aliens. That's what I've figured out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> aliens. That's basically what's happening is you accidentally opened up, well, maybe accidentally, I don't know, uh, opened this portal to let all these aliens in. Um, well, I, I see what you're saying, maybe accidentally, right? No, hang on. I thought to myself, I remember the PlayStation 2. I pushed this in and hell breaks loose. So I sat and stared at it and went, what happens if I don't do it? And then the boys got over the PA system and got all pissy with me, going, Gordon, hurry up, push that, or blah, blah, blah. I was like, so you're telling me to do this? So it's not my fault if shit breaks loose here, so right, I'm fine with that then. Mm. But it's just the way you're, uh, you know, G-Man was there, and uh, he's mm. he's up to shit in the background there. Oh, I big time. Because you actually see him before it all breaks loose. He's chatting to a boy, and it's the only room you can't get into. Aye. Um, so, and I know he's a big part in the second one. The inspiration for him was, uh, they said, was the uh, cigarette smoking man in X Files. Yeah, you, you can definitely see it. It's definitely <laughs> Cancer Man, 100%. But yeah, the uh, yeah, half we call him Cancer Man, nice. or do they call him Cancer Man in the show? Sorry, very quickly. Well, oh, Mulder calls him Cancer Man, right? Mulder, I'm, I'm trying to remember, he does call him Cancer Man. I was trying to think, but is that something fans did or we did? Uh, he shouts at him, or so who's he shouting at? He's all the Cancer Man, yep, Skinner. I remember that. Yep. It's when Skinner. when Scully goes missing, yep, yep, you're right, because um, I have 
I'm watching that at the minute. That's I remember you were saying. I was like, oh, he'd he'd remember. He'd know because he'd been watching it. But yeah, very good game. Um, glad I'm giving it a shot. And it is crazy the amount of games that's taken him. But it's because there's other re- like there's other games. I'm sort of going, oh, this is like the darkness. This, but and you would you would not put Half Life and the darkness in the same fucking thing. But there's just the influences there. It's just it's mad the amount of games that have been inspired by it. So. Yeah, pretty cool. And Fear was obviously a big one that was inspired by it as well. That's obviously because oh, yeah. I played through that recently. So, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of games taking influence from from Valve, which it is mad considering Valve don't make more games. Yeah, Valve's a weird company. They they don't seem to like they. Steam makes them so much money; they don't yeah. really have to do anything, so they just do whatever the hell they want. And apparently, yeah. if you work there, that's the way it works. It's like, okay, congratulations, you've been hired by Valve. What do you want to do? <laughs> and that's what that's do you like, want to do? yeah, it's like you can work on whatever you want. Um, and they're they're not they're not a publicly owned company, so hmm. they don't have shareholders. It's like it's Big Gabe there, <laughs> and and the <laughs> other boy that that started it. It's it's the they're like the you know final say and everything, um and they they don't answer to anyone so so they they can basically just run the company however they want um like nice. they they don't need to make a Half Life three um uh, uh the, like no other company would get away with that like could, could you imagine nope. like Activision making. Mm. Modern Warfare 4, and then being like, right, that's enough Call of Duty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just not, it's just not happening. Nope. No fucking way. Um, I don't know if we'll... Like, uh, our cool thing as well, um, you know the way, like, say Nintendo, um, yeah. will shut down anything a fan tries to do? Oh, these guys get behind it? Yeah, a bunch of fans started remaking the first Half-Life uh, it's a game called Black Mesa. And instead of them coming in and being all like, "Oh, stop that!" They were like, "That's really cool. Do you want to release it on Steam for money? What do you need any help?" And now you can go buy Black Mesa, which is a, a yeah a remake of of the original Half Life, made by fans, supported by Valve. That's pretty cool. I picked that up as well, and I give that a try. Yeah, I wonder is it much of like is it just like a graphic overhaul or have they done like a dead no no apparently um, so you will discover this uh, it's one of the the criticisms of Half Life but you'll probably enjoy it it gets very combat heavy in the the last like the the back right. half of the game um right. it's a it's a lot of just like shooting soldiers um so they've they've rejiggered stuff in the in the back half to sort of address uh sort of issues it has there. Um, so the points that people maybe don't like, I'm gonna be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it, it's just a, at the back. It it, it kind of turns into like you know every other first person shooter <laughs> and sort of loses what was making it unique. Um, uh, I think you you'll really enjoy Half Life Two as well. Um, like the oak the opening sequence of that um, is again. There's not much action for a while, and you're walking through, but but it's really immersive. Um mm. and oh, I remember that, but you're in sort of in the city, and there's the boys in the white masks sort of telling you to do stuff and all. Yeah, you have to like 
I, I vaguely, vaguely remember that. And it, it's the genuinely, combine. genuinely scary. Um, it, it's one of, I'd like, I still, you know, remember it very clearly. It's a, it's like a really, like, it's not scary in terms of horror. It's just like this fucking real, you know, oppressive sort of them pushing you around and then you trying to run away from them. You don't have a weapon and you have to, you know, they're, mm. they're hunting you down at that first part. Um, but then like it does some really good horror as well. Uh, like Ravenholm. I think you're going to like Ravenholm. That's uh, the part everyone always talks about. Ravenholm. <laughs> yes. Everyone says that's a really cool part. Yeah. That, 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 that level's called, we don't go to Ravenholm anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they do really they they ramp up the head crabs very well, but to make them really fucking scary. Yeah, because they're more like a pain in the arse than this one. Mm. They are a like you'll see one, and you're like we shit. You see the variations on them in uh, in Half Life Two. It's like oh shit, that look, that doesn't look good at all. I don't like that. Hope uh-huh. you don't have arachnophobia. So. Um, you try playing it's, Half-Life Alex, then you'll see how scary his head crabs are. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that's technically the newest Half-Life game there there yeah. ever maybe will be then. You never know, they might like they, they updated like Half-Life, so you know, maybe maybe someone's doing there can't be no like if you're allowed to do whatever you want at Valve, there must be some yeah. guys there being like, let's bless let's, let's make fucking Let's finish this Half Life thing. Come on. Do you do you think the last question about Half Life? Because uh, I know we'll have to move on. But do you think maybe if Half Life Three was to ever actually be made, that the series is on such a pedestal that that no matter what Valve did, it wouldn't be what fans wanted? Well, if you take um, Half Life Alex as an example, um, mm-hmm. everyone was like, "Oh." These guys just did the thing that everyone's been trying to crack in VR, and they did it way better than anyone else, and this is probably one of the best things you can play on VR, which I reckon it is. It's probably one of the best VR games you can play. I know that was what a lot of people were expecting when the PS VR 2 was announced. It was like, oh, Half-Life, Half-Life, and then it was like, no, and it was like, there's no fucking point in PS VR 2 now, is there? So I think that's why it didn't sell well, because everyone thought they had got the rights to Half-Life Alex. I think I, yeah. you say, it's the game everyone wants. I think Half-Life Alex would have shifted PS VRs. I fucking agree, after seeing all the wee message boards and stuff. Um... Again, it's just Valve. They don't give a shit. They don't need Sony. Yeah, true. <laughs> so who are you? I don't care. Go yeah, it's not, it's not like Valve would have been begging Sony, please put our game on your hang. It probably should have been the other way around with Sony going, please, can we have Half-Life Alex? Mm. But you know, Sony, they're fucking, they're uh, bully big balls these days. They don't need that. Oh, we'll get by with fucking Beat Saber and all the other games that were already on PlayStation VR. Like, you fucking idiots. Yeah. Oh, but here's, here's, here's Horizon VR. It's like, nobody likes Horizon <laughs> as it is. They're remastering that. I know, fucking idiots. And remastering Last of Us Episode 2, or oh, Part 2, whatever. For the, which, uh... Yeah, that's fucking stupid. I was I was very very close to buying God of War Ragnarok this week. 
What stopped you? Uh, I thought to myself, honestly, I've played through God of War the last one once. I've never finished it more than once, and I'm thinking, do I really want to buy it then? Because am I just going to do the same thing? Just buy a game, play through it, and then just never touch it? Playing through, I've actually started the last God of War again. Thoroughly enjoying it, but I am not playing Ragnarok or buying Ragnarok till I finish God of War at least twice. So, that's my thing for that. Might I borrowed your God of War and then hit a game-ending bug? Yeah, that was weird. Because you were enjoying it. Well, you you since played through it, haven't you? Yeah, um, because it was one of the games that when you bought a PS5, you got that Wii collection of games. That's right, that's right. Yeah, I played, uh, started again, played through it. Great game and all, but would it be one that you think, oh, I must go back and play it again? No, I don't think it, uh, it, it's it's great. Uh, that, that's what puzzled me with uh, my last year's uh, game awards. And you always get this. Um, it's like Elden Ring's winning this because it just yes. makes sense. Like it, yes. it has managed. It's from software managing to reinvent what they did and add to it. And you're like, well. Uh, uh, and then you hear the people like, oh, God of War robbed, God of War, God of War. It's like, God of War is, like, a decent action game. Mm-hmm. Very story-driven. It looks very nice. But what did it do to make itself stand out? Mm. Not much. It lifted things from from software. <laughs> mm. You know, it, it, it's it, it very much, it takes a lot of influence from other things um like the you know vikings are hot let's do vikings and that, yeah. that sort of thing um i don't know like like there's a load of influence that uh, uh that from software's games takes as well but it's not as out in the open like you know berserk's always one that's in in the art style mm. but uh they're they're a lot more subtle um, with their, well, I say they're subtle, but the just you know, big ass. Here's a big ass sword <laughs> straight out of the thing. But um, you know what I mean? It's like a, they they have enough of like definitely has its own identity. Um, whereas God of War, its identity is hey, look, it's Kratos. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, but like, like yeah, it's a God of War is great. Um. Yeah, the, 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 El, the Elden Ring is better. True, like I haven't played Ragnarok, but I've seen it, and it's like doesn't. I've read a review or two, and everyone says there's not a big change from the last one. It's mm. like you'll play this if you want to wrap up the story, but like if you're a cutscene skipper, you're just playing the same game again. Yeah, um and you're probably not going to finish the first God of War and be like, "Oh boy, let's play Ragnarok." I don't think you will and you're like, oh, "That's probably think- enough of that for me." I, I think what I'll do is I'll wait for Ragnarok to be on um, PlayStation Plus or something. Yeah. I, I I know God of War at the end of it, I was ready to be done. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, right I, I didn't fly around doing. I I didn't fly around doing side missions or anything. Yeah, I I left a lot of that stuff behind. Whereas if I if I'm playing a from software game, for example, Elden Ring, I'm get I cannot miss anything. I get I yep. get 
fucking everything and then beat the final boss and then what do i do new game plus time yep so yep uh, yep. uh i mean I that's the sign of a good game when you play it several times i remember this year's resi 4 i fucking beat it and then first thing i did was like here we go again <laughs> harder difficulty yeah i guess i wait Baldur's gate has to take this i i, well, I haven't played tears of kingdom burning but uh I definitely Baldur's Gate is the sensible choice for that. Either like mm. while there's so much um time in the doing a run, but you'll be like sitting playing that and being like, oh, I can't wait to do this next time to see what happens. Yeah. You know, it's one of those games that convinces you on your way through it the first time that to play it a second time. <laughs> Blast. I know, I know we were supposed to be doing games quickly this uh, this week, but <laughs> it's us. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, so th- there's been basically no news this week, so we're going to skip over that. Um, yeah, there has there's been very, there's been nothing of... It's that, time, it's that time of year. Yeah, it is. Do you, you want to talk about more layoffs? Let's... Uh, not really. Not, not much really. we can add to that. Did you very quickly though? Did you see that the funny bug people have figured out in Mortal Kombat to get stuff for free? No. If you if I, you turn your clock on your console backwards, it, it unlocks things for you. Like things that you should be paying for, like premium store shit. Oh, everyone should do that. Everyone is doing. Good. The problem is, if you want to play online, you have to reset your clock and it locks it all again. So uh, everyone's just like mucking around in practice mode with all these skin. It's to me, I think it's like a ah, oh, let's see if the skin looks good when you're playing as it. And, you know, there you go. Mm. Oh, that looks shite. I'm not paying for that then. Um, I just want to point out one thing I found very funny is Bethesda is up on uh, Steam replying to negative Starfield reviews, basically saying, <laughs> "No, you're wrong." <laughs> It's a good game, actually. It's like, what the fuck? There you go. <laughs> Welcome to Bethesda. Your job is to go on to Steam and reply to people. Stu, I like to think, in my head, this is Todd Howard doing this. Ah. <laughs> it has to be. It's fucking Todd himself. Well, he is saying, no, it's a good game, so notorious liar Todd Howard strikes again. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I did. I laughed my arse off when I seen that they were doing that shit. Um, oh, just uh, you might want to like you could play God of War Ragnarok on Steam Deck when it gets its eventual PC release. Is it the first happen? one? Is, the first one is verified. I mean, the first one did very well for them. Ah, uh, true, true, true. I'm just thinking though, um, if it does come out. And you'll be able to get it like, cheaper. Uh, true CD keys is so, my friend. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, they're always, uh, like, Sony doesn't pull their £70 pound shit on PC because they know no, better. No, they don't. Because uh, what's the point? Because you're like, it's so easy to pirate the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, um. Hmm. Right, how about we talk about Full Gear since we haven't had the, the chance? Yes, yes. I've actually watched Full Gear twice now. So have I. Yeah. You always need I, to get that second watch in where you're no distractions. 
Yeah, that, that's. I think that's, I must have been wild chatty when I was around at yours. Because do you want to know something? Mm. I genuinely had forgot. I know we'll talk about this in a moment, but I had genuinely forgot who won between Swerve and Hangman. What <laughs> 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 the match came on? I was like, shit, I don't remember this. Here we go. And anyway, we'll get to it. But yep, we opened up with our pre-show. Yeah, pre-show. Um, started out with Eddie Kingston. Defeating Jay Lethal, uh, that was for the Ring of Honor World Title. Um, you can tell instantly you knew these two just were like they they've known each other a long time, and it showed. Mm. It was really, really just everything was very fluid in that match. I noticed between them, yeah, there wasn't like any dead air, nothing. Just the two of them just going at each other it was brilliant. Yeah, and it's a pity the the crowd was still filtering in though. I know. To me, that should have been maybe the main event of the pre-show, or even yeah. on the card. You could have had it on the card. Yeah, but it, it's uh, you wouldn't have seen much of the build because you know there's Ring of Honor, whole yeah, Stokely Hathaway's like some sort of general manager type thing. Um, but Eddie Kingston matches don't need much build anyway. Yeah, <laughs> he's true. amazing. Um, like <clears throat> Eddie, <laughs> I, I like he making this. Uh, Sort of pattern of him interrupting Rene and RJ during <laughs> pre-shows. Oh, I'd say that's right. As he was leaving. Mm. Oh, brilliant. Uh, him and obviously uh, Rene, because obviously Rene or Eddie mocks good mates, so obviously Eddie knows Rene very well as well, so he's obviously just trying to make her laugh and stuff. And RJ is, it, RJ's RJ. Like, he'll, he'll just make anything funny. Yeah. One other thing to, to point out that happened in this match, um, obviously being a lethal match, you've got all the, you know, Sanjay Dutt and... Yeah, yeah. And all, all the cronies around the outside. Um, and we get Ortiz coming out to sort of even the odds. Yeah, we did. So, yeah. Get... interesting to see. It's it's a bit mad since Santana and Ortiz had their match. Uh, Santana has disappeared into the background where Ortiz is still st- uh, doing things. I think Santana will leave soon, honestly. Because yeah. I, I don't know what he's looking to do or what, like with his career or whatever. I don't think he's going to be able to do it at AEW. Yeah. <clears throat> he, he's. I'm sorry, he's he's really good and all, but he's not going to be a top guy in AEW. Yeah, I can't see it. But maybe he goes away somewhere else, does more single mm. stuff, and then comes back, and he's the, the top guy. But at the minute, probably not. Um, no. Shame. I like their tag team. but uh, oh, aye. Fantastic tag team. But it's definitely done and done then. Hmm. Uh, Claudio uh, beat Buddy Matthews in a match. Yeah, which... this was a very good <clears throat> match as well. It was. it was. I mean, I know Claudio was a big, strong boy and all, but Matthews has ripped as fuck as well. Like, So he didn't actually look small compared to him. I know height-wise he is, but he's absolutely shredded. So I liked how this... It wasn't just Claudio just overpowering Buddy Matthews, but he's uh, got a few power moves in there as well, and then obviously he does his high-flying shit as well, which was very, very cool. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it was a an Oregon warm up match. Um, mm. And then the pre show main event was MJF and Samoa Joe defending the Ring of Honor tag titles against the Guns. Mm. Um, which they do. Which they did. I can't remember Just much. Joe being a truck. Was... Uh, MJ obviously MJF had the the gimpy leg, so oh yeah, but Joe that, would be a bit of a shit. So he was um, he he let MJF go in first. MJF is getting his head kicked in, and you know, the way they always ah oh, reach for the tag. Joe, I like the part where Joe stands there. He won't reach his arm out. He makes MJF come the whole way over <laughs> to tag him. <laughs> yeah, so that, that... stand with the arms folded. The big storyline thing in this happens afterwards, though, whereas the, the yes. guns do the, uh, they, or they, they pulmonize um, mm. MJF's ankle, yes. the, the, the chair, uh, and we see MJF uh, being taken away in an ambulance. Yep. Before the show has even started, and he's got his AEW title to defend. And he's shouting at Adam Cole, don't let them take my title. Oh, Adam Cole was there as well. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so the game, the game, the show starts proper. Uh, First up, I was glad this came first to get it out of the way. Uh, Agreed. Adam Copeland, Sting and Darby Allen uh, beat Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, Nick Wayne, now known as the Patriarchy. Yes. Uh, and we had old man Flair out with um. Oh, I Flair. Um, how sick of looking at woo energy are you? <laughs> All, within minutes already. <laughs> that stupid fucking logo. Yeah. Eh? Uh, fuck's sake. Um. But- I was Luchasaurus took the pin too because obviously it, it tells the story. Obviously, Cage does a fucking runner and just leaves his boys to get murdered. Mm. So he flies off, and poor Luchasaurus has to take a pin from Ed or Copeland, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Yeah, I think from the point of view of this building towards Luchasaurus turning back face, turning on Christian. Um, yep. Like it, this serves that, um, so that's fine. Uh, but yeah, that I guess this. <clears throat> no matter how much I say, oh, I think Christian should win. And yeah, it was never gonna happen, was it? No, never. <laughs> uh, I mean, the match itself was was decent. Yeah, it was grand. It's just like yeah, the the fed up with Sting sort of stuff, uh, overshadowing it. Two old boys in one team, and you know you've got Nick Wayne, who's meant to be this young up and comer, and Luchasaurus, who is currently like probably in the prime of his career. He should be being used better than having to take a pin to Edge, who really doesn't need it at this stage. Yeah, I just don't really care about age. <laughs> or Adam Copeland, uh, sorry. Do you, do you want to know something? I watched this week's Hey EW with obviously RJ and it was Adam Copeland on it. And he 
desperately tries to out funny RJ and it's just not happening hey RJ's far too fast for him and RJ doesn't break once and he has Copeland and absolute stitches and you're just like just stop it you'll never out funny RJ City but he keeps trying and it gets cringy at some points <laughs> and RJ just swipes him down a few times as well see Taz is the right way to react to yeah, RJ oh, yeah. that, that's how you get the most out of it <laughs> oh that was yeah Taz is on a different level though. refusing He's... to sit down <laughs> And then pretended to be insulted all the time. Next uh, match was very, very good. Uh, before the match, though, we had the, the whole part with Tony Shivani with um, Jay White. And he's about to announce that oh, yes. MJF can't compete. So by default, Jay White's the winner. And just before he announces it, it comes Adam Cole. And he's like, Tony Khan has said that I can defend on his behalf. Adam Cole who has a broken ankle and is on crutches. Yes. Jay White is an absolute stitches. He's loving this idea. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of doesn't make sense. Who cleared yeah. Adam Cole to wrestle? Exactly. Because I remember us being all, right, is this, is this injury legitimate or what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> He's wearing the big fucking surgical boot yeah. thing. It's like, what are he we? He came out and crutches for fuck. What are we doing? Yep. Uh, so, yes. But they kept bugging it the whole night. Then our main event is going to be Adam Cole and Jay White. And you're like, right? This is our main event. <laughs> yeah. What they should have just done was just kept this whole segment till the main event, and then have Jay White do his entrance, and then you're sitting there. And then Tony Schiavone's in the ring saying, well, MGF can't compete. Um, and then he, he goes to announce Jay White as the winner. And then what happens in the main event happens then. Yeah. I don't think you need to do that, Adam Cole. I think it was a bit silly because like, it doesn't make any sense in <clears throat> within the, you know, the confines of the rules of the AEW and that, that Adam Cole would have yeah. been even... <laughs> cleared to wrestle at all. <laughs> um, yeah, Orange Cassidy versus John Moxie for the international title. Um, yep this this was good. This was absolutely fantastic. Um, like the whole time, it's you know Cassidy's the underdog. He can't hurt Mox. Mox is just eating everything he throws at him and just throwing it back at him. Um, and then Cassidy just starts getting really, really pissed. And I think at one stage, as he hits him with, is it three or four orange punches? Mox is still staggering around and everything. Uh, he, he hits, he, he hits, him, with, he hits him with three. Moxie go like that's the first time Moxie's actually gone down. Uh, mm. And then he just gets back up again. <laughs> you're like, fuck. You're like, orange punch can't do it at all. It's yep. just Moxie doesn't give a shit. Um, so he hits him with three more and a beach break, and that, that gets that it done. Was. He actually gets it done. Really good. And some I know there was a few people being like, oh, man, Orange Cassidy shouldn't be beating John Moxley. And you're thinking, why not? He's Orange Cassidy. Yeah. But, uh, I, I don't know why you would say that. He's one no. of the, the company's top wrestlers. He is. That, that's insane. 
Um, and besides what they're doing with Moxley, when we found out, it makes perfect sense. You know, because mm-hmm. if you have the title on him, you know, we'll talk about that later. But no, this just allows Cassidy to continue doing what he does, and there'll be another big challenger for him at some stage, I guess. Yeah. And it's a good way to recover from all the, you know, concussion yeah. nonsense, like the best of that. It's like, yeah, right, Orange gets the title back, but, you know, he never beat Moxie for it, and Moxie beat him, and this is his, like, yep. chance to, to, to beat uh, Moxie, and he's obsessed with it. Um, yep. You just, start, you just started Hook as well. You just decided to commit fucking suicide. <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, Tony Storm beats Hikaru Shida, wins the world title. I like Tony Storm, but I was not happy about this. No, the match wasn't anything great either. It's kind of just there. I don't know if that's just because the, I knew Shida was losing, but well, once again, the women have the shortest time. Aye. What was longer, this match or the the other one's match? The other one was longer. Mm. By one minute. I don't so know. Combined, the women had tw- 21 minutes combined. Yeah. It, it just seems Sheeta's like, uh, we don't know what to do, so put the title on Sheeta, and then until... Uh, and then, then have Tony Storm get it, and wait, then what? Um, Tony Storm does cheat. She puts some some something. Oh, I. In her... She puts a big metal plate in her uh, shorts and does her her sweet, hip attack. Sweet cheek music. Sweet cheek music. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do feel bad for Sheeta. It's almost like they 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 just never know what to do with her. Hmm. And she can talk, so I don't get any of this. She's over. Uh, don't, don't understand why she doesn't when if she has the title don't know, yeah if they don't know what to do with her let her turn heel and have a fucking group and wreck mm-hmm. a place um Mariah May comes out to give Storm sh- uh, yep. f- flowers as well uh, so yeah. yeah I guess we're doing this um we get news that, so the the Continental Classic tournament is been that was announced last week. Um, Eddie Kingston says he's entering it and he's putting the both the Ring of Honor World Title and the New Japan Strong Title on the line. So whoever wins the tournament wins both those titles as well. And they're calling it oh, yeah, uh, yeah. a Triple Crown winner. Triple Crown winner. Um. The tag tag team ladder match, this was really fucking good. Yes, this was very good. Uh it was a um, yeah, what do you expect from a multi-team ladder match? Just fucking chaos. And who the teams were as well. That's like so you'd Ricky Stark's Big Bull are champions. You then throw in Kings of the Black Throne, Malachi Black, Brody King. You throw in LFI, Roosh and Drillistigo, and then you throw in FTR. You know you're just gonna get a lot, a lot of big hitting hard, hard boys just wailing on each other for twenty five minutes. Mm. I love how they kept they kept doing this thing with Brody King and Big Bill, 
where they kept sort of separating them two and then they would come together and have a big spot and it would take like several guys to put them both down. Yeah. Um, Big Bill's so much bigger than Brody. <laughs> like he's just fucking tiring over every, everybody. So Brody's actually heavier? I, I would I would buy that. Brody's very yeah. broad, like. Yeah, so I, I I guess it kind of makes sense that way. But I big belt. What is? Is he like seven foot? I think he's legit near so like six foot ten or something like that. I he's six ten. Brody King is six five. Right, so there's a five inch difference, like. Mm. But. Fantastic. Me, I I love seeing Rush. I can watch Rush all day. Big, Fuck, big fan of Rush. Him and uh, Wheeler beating piss out of each other was fantastic. Yeah, they there they was, there was a point where they were big chop fest. Right. And, <laughs> uh, it was great because obviously uh, Dax has no problem laying in his chops. Rush no bother laying in his. And you can tell the two of them are just looking at each other going, we're not stopping until one of us genuinely asks the other one to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Brilliant, though. Yeah, Ricky Starks but, and uh, Big Bill retain here. Did Did you expect retain, that? In a very, in a very cool way, because um, it was Dax and Ricky at the end on the ladder, and Ricky actually used the belt, you know, hanging just to wheel Dax in the face. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, didn't see that coming. Yeah, Bill. It was like Starks was about to fall off as well, but Bill grabs him, yeah. pushes him back up. Um, yep. Starks hits him with a belt and gets the titles down. No routine. Um, we got the triple threat for the TBS title: Julia Hart, Chris Statlander, and Sky Blue. Mm. Um, Sky Blue, new music. Yep. She comes out with her hat and then throws it on the ground, stands on it and puts a, a crown on. Yep. I guess she's evil sky blue now. I think this does this gives her a bit more personality though. It does I, and that new music's a lot better than what she yes. has. Because yes. that was some jobber music she had before. That was some generic <laughs> as fuck jobber music. Yep. Um, um. I enjoyed the story of this though was basically Chris being a fucking powerhouse and yeah. the two of them having to work together to try and do anything to her. Wish it. It was. Um, I, I like the the visual of um, like Sky Blue and Julia Hart's gear was almost matching, but it was red and you know Julia Hart was blue. red and and blue. Uh, mm. Sky Blue was blue, obviously, and mm. and yeah, it's a lot of them teaming up. Um, we do get the part where uh, Sky Blue. Um, gives her the you know goes for the handshake, and then Julia Hart yep. takes it and then just lays her out. I like fuck you. You had your chance. <laughs> yeah, the finish of this was very cool because I was honestly like, oh shit, are they gonna do this? Because we thought Sky Blue was gonna get the win. Julia Hart then jumps in, fucking empties. Uh, no, is it stat? No, stat. Uh, Saturday night favorite Sky Blue. Mm. Fucking Julia comes in, just empty stat ladder, <clears> throws <throat> out of the ring and takes the pin. And you're like, yep, I am your champion now. Yeah, she got the, because um, of the way she pins him for Saturday night fever, just set up 
great for the heart to come in with the clothesline. Yep. Uh, and Excellent I used just before that as well, Statlander just, it was just deadlift Germans for days. Oh yeah, there was like four <laughs> of them in a row. Fuck. I see as a powerhouse like. Um, but now we have our, we have our tiny blonde undertaker as a champion. <laughs> so they, they announced that someone would, be, someone you would be signing for AEW tonight <laughs> and it is Will Ospreay. Fuck yeah. Well, I love this V promo though, because he's all I am signed, but uh, uh I'm, I'm not, not starting I'm... No bruv, don't be a no bruv No one was down, bruv, pipe down because he's finishing up with New Japan before he starts AEW. It's like I don't think anyone was really that good, like going it's like uh he's like Quiet down, bruv. He's so good. Um, I happy to have uh, Osprey, which means hopefully we get one more Osprey Kenny match. In. Even if a title's not on the line, I don't care. I want one more between them two. Mm. Um, next was uh, match of the night, and yeah, no, no fucking questions about it. Swear Strickland uh, and Hangman in the Texas Death Match. Man, Strickland bled so fucking much. And Strickland bled to the point where Hangman was drinking his blood. He drank his blood and then spat it all over the place. And you're like, oh, what the fuck? Yep. <laughs> was this, was, this was fucking amazing. There was so many spots where you thought it was done. And they just kept going. Mm. The staple <laughs> gun. Oh, I... Hangman stapling his son's art to, to to Swerve's face. Yep. And then it got to the point where Swerve didn't care anymore, started stapling himself, and you're like, Jesus! Yep. Uh, there, there, there was breeze blocks, there was barbed wire, there was, oh man. There was some nasty fucking shit done in this match. The two of them were absolutely pissing blood, hey? Yeah, I, I I read some reviews saying that it was actually disgusting and hard to watch and should never have happened and all this here. And you're like, you know what? See the fact that you are saying that, that tells me it was a good match. <laughs> oh, that match fucking... did its job. It was like yeah. it's, it wasn't only bloody. It it was a good story. Like Hangman at the from the very start, right, Swerve makes his entrance. Hangman just straight out there, yep. no music, no nothing. Because why the fuck would he wait? This guy came into yep. his house. And was yep. like standing over his his son's, you know, bed and and being a general creep. Um, yep. So Highman wanted his blood. So like it yep. all made sense. It like it being this violent. Page wanted to kill this man. Why it wouldn't it be this violent? Um, I think if if you're saying oh that was too much, like you, yeah, you just don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> It made sense in the context of of what Swerve had done and and the way yep. Hangman has been acting. Absolutely amazing, match. Hey? Um, Swerve Nan, gets the win. Yeah, yeah. Nan out there giving the the hand. He was uh, like, <laughs> it being a death match. It's it's a ten count. Um, Nana yep. 
was pulling Strickland out to the floor to put him on his feet to get to break the count. Don't know how the referee wasn't like, get the fuck out of here, Nana. There was a bit where he pulled him to his feet and started dancing around him to try and keep him going. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? And then we have uh, Brian Cage came out. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Just absolutely wrecks Hangman. Um, we have yeah. power bombs. Um, and then uh, that allows Strickland to do the, the basically hanging Hangman with, with a chain. Him. Uh, and then hits him with a cinder block, and that, that keeps yep. Hangman down for ten. Right, move. The two of them beat the shit. There were so many times when you thought it was over, and the two of them kept getting up. Like, what the fuck is it going to take to put either of these two men down? These these are two. These guys will easily be two top. Well, no, Hangman technically already was a top guy. Swerve is definitely on that level. He has proved he can he, hang. He's on the road. This is him. We are actively watching Swerve being pushed to the top. I think he'd be yep. a good shot to win this uh, tournament. Yeah, he could be. Um, good luck following that. And following that is uh, Kenny and Jericho versus the Young Bucks. Um, Nothing against Kenny Jericho or Kenny or uh, Jericho or the Bucks, but this, but I think following this match was tough because this almost felt throwaway-ish. A hundred percent. Like just, just having, you might have wanted something, something in between the two matches, just because the crowd's been going fucking nuts and. Aye. Um, but yeah, the, it was still it was a good match. It's still Kenny and the Bucks in a match. Uh, Jericho in there too. So. You know, Bracken's story though was obviously whenever Kenny was in the ring, the books were all handshaky and being all, you know, oh, oh, fair game, fair game, you know, if they you know, getting the over on each other. The moment Jericho got in the ring, the attitudes changed and just anything fucking goes. But the longer the match went on, the more pissed the books were getting until there was dick kicks for everybody. <laughs> yeah. And there was a part where the, um, would you have Matt Jackson and Jericho down on the ropes? And Kenny, mm. um, or the, Matt tried to convince Kenny to do the V trigger on Jericho. Yes. yes. And then it looked like he's going to, and then he nah, V triggers Matt. Yep. Um, now, what Kenny and Jericho win this? They do. No one kicks out of the one winged angel. No one kicks out of, not even a young buck. <laughs> um, no, obviously, uh, we had our theory about this. It didn't go to plan and we thought that was that but thinking about it this makes perfect sense for the Bucks to be so pissed off now. so so yeah the the, the Bucks lose the fucking shit um, and wreck the outside the ring they're tearing everything apart uh, throwing yep. a complete tantrum now probably they, they're, they're taking a sabbatical for a while oh okay so right. and Apparently they are actually like being the elite is finished. They're they're done with that. All right. Except now it's being the dark order, which that's that's still good. Yeah, yeah. It's good that like, they they give that to dark order. Yeah, because they were them, a big part of it for a long time. Oh yeah, let them keep doing it. Um. But uh, now this is according to Dave Meltzer. The plan is to bring them back after a wee while as uh, super heels. 
<laughs> however, however, which way that that plays out. Um, and then the the main event. Um, MGF. Well, sorry, Adam Cole. Yes, <laughs> versus JY for the AEW title. Uh, Chris said, like, Adam Cole comes out, Jay White comes out, we're all, oh, Jesus, what's going to happen? Match is about to start, and then we hear sirens, and then we see a uh, an ambulance uh, with MJF in it. Uh, yep. dri- driving the ambulance, he gets out and lumps in, and we have our MJF defend against Jay White. MJF, like, selling the injury. Yeah, really well. Um, and... Yeah, so that uh, that's sort of the story of the match. Yep. Um, Jay White working just on the leg while MJF does work big time on Jay White's arms because obviously he's trying to set up for his salt of the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, this this uh, I hear this match got criticism because of MJF beating Jay White with the injury, but it's like, is that not what that, that that's what faces do? That's the storyline, anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, over overcome. Yeah, but you know, the, the story is MJF's going to be an absolute mess when he faces Adam Cole again. <laughs> this is the story of Bane and Batman. You know, remember the original Bane Batman story where Bane throws all of Batman's enemies at him and then Bane just comes in and breaks his back and wins? That's literally what this is. Now, Adam Cole is cleverly having MJF injured and battered and broken fight all these guys knowing that he'll throw everything he has at it to keep his title and then he'll come in and go, oh, sure, you know, it's I'm, I'm your next contender. Don't worry, it'll be a good be a good match. And then Adam Cole has been an absolute shit and wrecking MJF. Because mm-hmm. he, he remember Dynamite this week. You know he wasn't gonna fight Joe, and then Cole's all, "Ah, oh, come on, don't don't do that. Don't be like that. You know you have to fight Joe. I know he's scary and all this." Yeah. Yeah, Cole knows what he's doing, so it makes perfect sense. I don't understand why people would say, oh, this this isn't right, you know, Jay White not winning, and you're like, it's fucking wrestling, <clears throat> they're telling you a story, and if you're suckered into it, well, they're doing a good job. Yeah, I just don't know that the, it wasn't well received by a lot of people, and I wonder, was that just because of the Jay White being popular and losing to uh, a seemingly injured MJF? Um, but like, Jay, Jay White's supposed to be Healing it up. The odds are stacked yeah, against the babyface champion. Yeah, um, and he used his ring. Yeah, he cheated the one as well. <laughs> yeah, he's MJF. Like, he didn't beat him clean. He fucking and, wheeled him with a diamond. <laughs> end of the day, he is still MJF. That is the thing to remember. He did not beat him clean. Um, no. And Bryce Ramsberg milked the fuck out of that slow count at the end. Oh, Jesus, did he ever. <laughs> he fucking falls out. But yeah, you know, it'd be different if he fucking beat him clean, made him tap out and all the rest of it. You might go, oh, geez, that doesn't make Jay White look too good. But he doesn't. He had fucking put on a giant diamond ring and smash him in the fucking face with mm. Um, Overall, while, you know, not not the best AEW pay-per-view of the year, 
at all, but uh, it was still. De- I thought it was a decent show. It was very good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, like I say, that the Hangman and Swerve match was definitely the standout match of the night. It could be probably one of the standout matches of the year, but it was fantastic. Yeah, it was really fucking good. Um, and that has us on our way to the next pay per view, which is in December. Yes. World's World's End. Oh Jesus! Barely a month. Yeah, barely a month away. Um. Yeah. So the big thing about this is, is kicking off this. Um, uh, continental classic so that, that's going to be the main thing uh, and you mentioned earlier as well Joe's cashing in his, his title shot that he gets for helping MGF defend yep. uh, the belts uh, so that's that's an hour match we're going to have um, I suppose the, one issue with this um, MGF does actually have an injury now Oh shit, really? Uh, a shoulder injury, like a real one. Ah, bugger. It's like a, a labrum, which is a ligament on the in the shoulder. Yep. Um, That's not good. And it's torn. Ooh. That that definitely no. throws a, a spanner into into things. So, um, I mean, what do you do? Do you have him relinquish title, or do you have just? He's still yeah. he's still scheduled to wrestle at uh, World's End. Do you have Joe beat him then? I don't know. You, you can't think that was ever the plan. Is Joe the guy? Yeah. Do you do you want uh, Joe's champion? Uh, Joe cheats to beat him. As a sort of like, oh, you cheated me. I'll cheat you. If I'm only I'm cheating to get your title, and then MJF rests up, comes back, and. Maybe you have the angle then of something happens, it's a triple threat, and that's when Cole turns scumbag. Mm. This is the issue with doing these like long-term storylines, is uh, what happens when someone gets hurt? Yeah. suppose you, I'd like to think if you're writing a long-term storyline, you do have to think what happens if A or B gets hurt. <clears throat> yeah. Because that is wrestling. It's going to happen. Mm. But that would be and that would be my shot at it. If MJF legit hurt and can't properly wrestle, you have Joe be a scumbag, beat him, and then when the two of them come back, you know somehow it's worked out. It's a triple threat or something, and that way, boom, or Adam Cole gets to be the the big returning scumbag as well. Yeah. And if it is a torn labrum, you can still have the... T- well, Adam, Adam Cole's appearing on TV quite regularly. You can still have them appearing on TV, keeping them, you know, in the, the eye, keeping the fucking hype about them, shit like that. Yeah. Not sure how how long it would take to, to heal something like that. Um, depends how bad it is. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, the... the I um, it, sorry? I think that's what took Josh Alexander out for a bit. How long was he out for? Well, everyone thought it was going to be like a really long time and he came back within, I think it was six months. Oh, six months. That's still pretty long. It is pretty long. <laughs> you, could, you couldn't like just have him. His, his was absolutely brutal though. Uh, Josh Alexander's. I don't know how bad MJF's is. So. Mm. 
Not sure. His was his was off the bone. It was that bad. Oh Jesus! Aye. Uh, well, this uh, continental classic though. This is going to be a mm. good tournament. Um, this is so. We've got all of the. Uh, I've got all the entrants here. So. It's a round-robin tournament, so it's not, not single elimination. It's not a bracket, so it's two groups of six. Um, mm. You get three points for a win, one point for a draw. Whoever, everyone wrestles, everyone um, top of the two groups then wrestle uh, in the final. Mm. Um, why, why is it a gold league and a blue league, though? That's what I found weird. Gold and blue. <laughs> it seems a bit of a random... Yeah. Uh, way to do it uh, but in the gold league you've got John Moxley, Jay White, Swerve Strickland uh, Roosh, Jay Lethal and Mark Briscoe I feel uh, sorry for Jay Lethal in that group <laughs> yeah he, I don't think he's getting any points and then blue league you have uh, Claudio, Brody King Eddie Kingston Daniel Garcia uh, Brian Danielson and Andrade. Mm. So, so as far as I'm aware, Danielson's wrestling this week, isn't he? Yeah, on on Saturday, I think. Fuck. Um. So I wonder will he be wearing a mask to protect that uh, broken orbital bone? Yeah, he's gonna have to do something like. Uh, you know, wrestle with a broken face, like Jesus Christ. Especially uh, against someone like Andrade. <laughs> Aye. He's very high flying and clothesliney. <laughs> uh, so this was uh, the, the kind of uh, I've been wanting the AEW do like a tournament like this. That's like the the G one New Japan for ages, uh, where it just yeah. dom- dominates everything, and that's what it's been doing this past week. Is most yep. of Dynamite and uh, Collision have been dedicated to uh, to this tournament. Um, yeah, Dynamite kicks off with the first match in the tournament, which is Swerve versus Jay Lethal, as you said. Uh, yep. Swerve picks up the <laughs> three. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it was still a good back and forth match, though. It was, it was, it wasn't one sided at all. Yeah, and Jay, like Jay Lethal, will 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 give you good matches, uh, and him against yep. him against Swerve was was very good. Um. Yeah, we have the the segment as well where <clears throat> Joe came out to to get his mm. um well to tell MJF he was taking his title shot. Um Adam Cole's there with him as well. Yep. Um MJF was gonna tell Joe to do one. <laughs> he was gonna tell him to do one. And then that Adam was Cole's like, nope, you wow. can't do that. You can't do that. Okay. You have to you have to fight him. See, that's Adam Cole is the devil. He's yes. manipulating the MJF every step of the way. I had another thought, but I'm scared to say it out loud in case I'm writing a spoil everything. Mm. Go, just say it. Why not? Right. What if it's not Adam? What if it's Brit? What? <laughs> right. Hear me out, right? If there is ever a moment, if there's ever a moment when Adam Cole and the devil are on screen together. I'm telling you, she's in league with him. She's 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 as scummy as him, and she's like covering him, so he's all right. 
oh, don't worry, they'll never know it's you. Yeah, I, I just know, had man. this, I was all, she's been gone for ages as well. I'm like, where the fuck is she? And I was like, oh, didn't she kind of disappear when the devil showed up? Oh, never seen them both in the same room? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I just had this weird thought, I was all, what if it's Brit? Because everyone's expected cool, and technically you could sort of go, oh, it's nothing to do. It's like, it's his fucking missus. I still think it's, it's just, <laughs> I still like it's Adam Cole, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had that weird thought. I was like, what if it is, though? And I'm scared to say it out in case I'm right, but, you know, if, if it does 100% make sense that it's cool, like, I thought at one point they were trying to make us out that it was Joe, because do you remember he appeared on the screen and then Joe came out laughing? I was like, are they trying to make out that Joe's the devil? Nah, sure. How can he appear no. on the screen and be Joe at the same time? Exactly. And plus, you know, the devil's nowhere near as broad as Joe. We see yeah, his we've thing. Yeah, we've seen him in person as well. The, well, at first, you mind the first time we saw him, the beatdown of, of oh, yeah. uh, Jay White? And it's like, that, that was not Joe. No, definitely not. Um, is we uh trios match here? Orange Cassidy yeah. Hook and Shibata versus Angelo Parker, Matt Menard, and Jake Hager. Which and uh, Orange ca- Cassidy give us a present. Yep. Finally get the fucking Danhausen return. <laughs> a pop was unreal. And he had he had Hager's hat. <laughs> there was a line Taz said fucking killed me. No one he throws out the curse, and Hager actually reacts to it like he's been hit. <laughs> Taz is all, he cursed him right in the midsection. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good having Dan Housen back. Although I don't know if Shibata knew what the fuck to make of him. <laughs> yeah. It was all good. Him and Hager beat the shit out of each other, anyway. Yeah, they did. They did. But, uh, Finally glad to see him back, and um, hopefully we get to see him do some wrestling. Nice new shiny coat I noticed he had on as well, showing off. He didn't have like his, his normal wee coat that covers him up. He was uh, showing off the pecs in the new coat. Mm. Um, Christian Cage had a promo with Luke Soros, like Wayne. Um, all sorts of shit happened here. Um, you Luchasaurus? Yeah, I was going to ask, that, like, what do you think of the uh, Luchasaurus's Name change? No, no, no. <laughs> he is now called Kill Switch. It's fucking stupid. But it's, again, it's part of the story just mm. to get Luchasaurus pissed yeah, off. Yeah, like, people weren't happy with it, and you, you thought Luchasaurus he was teasing that he was going to turn on me. Yep. He was like, "Get down on your knees." Um, I can. He didn't make Nick Wayne get down on his knees. He's all, "No, Nick, you never kneeling all this here." Yeah. He blamed he blamed Luchasaurus for for losing the match against. Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, even though he he ran away. Um, Nick Wayne's ma comes out and fuck. Yeah, uh, it's emptied. <laughs> accidentally, takes didn't a, do it on purpose. Takes a bump better than her son. <laughs> um, Fucking true. <laughs> Christian tries to make uh, Luchasaurus concert, <laughs> concerto um, Nick Wayne's ma and then Adam Copeland comes out to save her. 
and Nick Wayne gets concertoed instead. See, this is what I don't understand about the whole Copeland thing, and we'll we'll discuss a bit more later on with Luchasaurus. But he's all pissed off and angry and stuff, and he's you know all this here. It's like if you're so angry at Christian, why are you murdering all these young people? Um, I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I'm not. I don't like it. I mean, Nick Wayne's just a prop in this whole thing, really. But at the he, same he really time, it, it's still the biggest thing he's ever done. And yeah, it, true, it, true. it will get him noticed. And I Luchasaurus will get his moment as well. Yeah. Um. Next Gold League match, Jay White and Roosh beat the ever-living fuck out of each other. Fuck did they ever. <laughs> uh, Jay White also, he, he brings up... Uh, like in promos, his G1 experience, he has a G1 win under his belt, which is relevant. Um, there was a point, I think it was, I think it was uh, Jay White through a chop, and it cracked so loud that I thought someone had broke a bone. <laughs> yeah, they chopped I was it. Like, <laughs> Holy Jay White cheats. There's a low blow. Uh, they get the Blade Runner and Roosh and get his three points. And Roosh is really pissed about this. Mm. Whoever, whoever he has next is fucked. <laughs> he has Mark Briscoe next. Um, and what was that? They, the, there was a Tony Storm thing, which was kind of pointless. Yeah, it was a bit funny, but it, it, we all were, uh, I, I didn't get it. It may seem uh, silly. Uh, award acceptance speech. Yes. I, I did find it quite funny. Uh, thanking Anthony Khan. Anthony Khan. And then they started playing her off. Yes. <laughs> and Sky Blue comes out and looks at her and is like, yeah, uh, uh, that's right. It's not happening. Nope. And then Sky Blue beats Ruby Soho, but it's because they're doing um, uh, Ruby Soho and Anna Jay. But it was because yes. uh, Angela Parker and Ruby Soho doing shit around the fucking outside. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. Um, I guess 2.2 will be breaking up soon. Yeah, well, you never know. Yeah, true, true. Daddy Magic's not happy about anything, though. Um, and then the other Continental Classic match was John Moxley, Mark Briscoe. Mm. Uh, went over time. Did it? Yeah, I was like, I think it was a good seven minutes past the the two hour mark. Um, but yeah, no, no great match. Which is like what you want from from this uh, this. Uh, tournament is it is just gonna be like the way people everyone else is banned from ringside it's just the match itself uh and it's just the two guys just get to put on uh an amazing wrestle match without having anything else around the outside mm. um uh, that's always what the g1's about um that's what you need to do here is just just have everyone 
putting on absolute bangers for every the whole way through it. Um, Moxie wins. Yeah, I, I honestly wasn't too sure which way they would do this, you see, because I was all right. We've had two wins. I wonder will they give a draw tonight, maybe if someone goes to the 20 minutes. I think they were quite close to the 20 minutes, too. Um, so I yeah. thought maybe that's the way they were going to do it. But no, they, they give Mox the win. Because there was a point when Mox gets hit with the froggy bow, but he kicks out. And then I'm pretty sure did... Did... Um, I didn't Briscoe kick out of the first Death Rider? And he had to do like a... Had to do like a second one later on in the match, I think. Yes, he did. He did kick out of a Death Rider. You're right. Aye. Aye. I remember that because when he kicked out of that as well, I was like, shit, this is going to draw. Fuck. Um, one thing to point out, uh, Rampage that happened. So the Wheeler Yuta is starting uh, Katsuyori Shibata uh, to get his pure yeah, Ring of Honor pure title yeah. match. Um, th- this was a really good match. Uh, so it was it a was pure, a pure rules match for the title. Um, I don't know if you saw the match where Shibata took the title off Wheeler Yuta, yes. but Shibata beat Vlaver Love and shit out of him and just won. He did. He did. <laughs> it was very yes. one-sided. And this one, yep. complete opposite. Yuta beats the fucking Shibata the whole way through this. Yep. Um, madness. But he, like, he, he's the one still using the rope breaks and all. Um, yeah, yeah. And ends up cheating. Jesus, that crowd fucking went nuts oh. when he cheated. Uh, he was a wee shit after the match and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the low blow and the, the seatbelt pin. Um, then he continued to to beat up Shibata. And, but then... Well, he done, he, they're doing the handshake thing and Shibata's all pissed off and he's all, come on, shake my hand. And Shibata goes to shake his hand. He just dick kicks him again. <laughs> Like, Jesus Christ. Then hits him with a DDT where Shibata's like straight up in the air for like a good five seconds. Shibata sold the balls on that side. Man with a, a head injury that almost killed him one yep. time. Who yep. comes out to, to save him. But uh, yeah, that, that was that was really good, that. Um, that was brilliant. Uh, this collision was live as well. This was part of, or this rampage was live. It was technically part of collision. Aye. Um, then on Collision we get more um, Continental Classic matches starting out with Claudio against uh, Garcia um, we had Garcia being all like everyone thinks I'm in here just to make up the numbers take losses well I'm sick mm-hmm. of this shit he's like <clears throat> definitely we're, we're on some sort of this is the time to, to push Garcia in this tournament. Um, hmm. I'm surprised he doesn't get the win here. Uh, yeah, I thought... yeah, I think this is the perfect time to have him get some big wins and, and really push him because um, he's got the talent. Yep. Um, yeah, he takes a loss out the, straight out the, the gate here. Mm. But like, I think he's going to beat... I think he could. I think he could beat Danielson. I was just thinking, if there was anyone who was going to put him over, it would definitely be Danielson to make him a huge deal. Yeah. I think that that's one of the the things that's going to uh, 
one of the guys that's going to benefit most from this is is Garcia. Um, and like, it's would like to see him beat Claudio, but I'm just thinking that's that's a person that makes sense. But it's not the biggest win he could get. Um, yeah. And starting him in a like coming from behind is to even almost win his group um, would be mm. would be good. Um, and it works really well. I mean, the G1, I think it was last year, where your boy, Cobb, mm. fucking wrecked the competition. <laughs> he went at a perfect run, but then got beat by Okada at the end. Well, if you're going to get beat by anybody. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's sort of out of nowhere for him. So you wouldn't yeah. you know, think of him as like, you know, main eventer guy in New Japan, but no. there you go. Um, I watched the I watched the the match. Was it one of the group matches you showed me? Where he was it? Okada he fought in the groups, and he mm. caught him on the outside from Okada jumping off the top rope with oh, one yeah, arm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just thinking, Jesus fuck. Um, <sighs> we can't. Just said that it was a really good Eddie Kingston promo. One of those promos nah. where he's talking to everyone just, behind the camera, being like, "What the fuck?" I don't want to. Just getting annoyed. But it was great what he was doing. He's like, "I gotta get ready for Brody King." You you know uh, that, right? I've got to get ready for an absolute he's killer here. So good at that. He's so good at putting boys over like us. Like you don't understand this, is Brody King. I need. I cannot uh, be fucking fucking about you boys. Time here. Um, so Eddie Kingston as Brody King in the main event. I have to admit, I was like, geez, I don't know what way that one would go, but uh, we'll talk about that. <laughs> Kill Switch beat the boys. <laughs> aye, aye. And then... <laughs> Sick. <laughs> yeah, Adam Copeland comes out and gives Kill Switch a concerto. Luchasaurus. At, at one stage, when he concerted on and he was up celebrating you just seen the big hand starting to go and he was getting up again i was like he's gonna get up and batter him come that, on that come was on. Pr- pretty good the fact they give it like because they sell the concerto as in basically you know executing someone with a gunshot to the head the, yes. <laughs> like, like the concerto is not to be fucked with and they hit him with it and he's like two seconds later getting up and they're uh, uh, they, they, the way they do that it's like oh my god he's getting up what the fuck is going <laughs> what is this guy um, yep. then gets a second one. So he takes two bullets to put down, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews beat Commander in Gravity. Um, that was a good match. It was. It was. Uh, it's weird that it's uh, Brody King in the tournament, not Malachi. Do you think? Does Malachi need it though? I don't know. I th- I think this was a chance to give Brody a, ch- a big chance to shine. I know they always make him out that there's no answer for him when he's in trios matches, but I think it's just a chance to go right. Some singles matches with boys his size <clears throat> will be very interesting because I think the only time we've ever seen him in singles matches was with like Derby and people like that. So putting him in the likes for you know Claudio and things like that, that'll be very interesting to see. Hmm. Uh, Dante Martin came back in a backstage <laughs> segment, which, okay. I got cut short. <laughs> not for us, it didn't. And we just had to watch That's it twice. That's I was wondering. I was like, ah, not this again. 
not the best way to bring someone back. No. But Considering the injury, uh, uh, you know, coming out would have been way better. Like his leg was facing the wrong way at one stage. I'm surprised that mm. man's even walking. Yeah. Um. So, Julia Hart is now the TBS champion. That means we get the return of the house rules match. Yay! Where the challenger gets to pick a stipulation. Um. And so she had Lady Frost, and she decided in her stipulation. Uh, I don't want to live anymore. She goes, she no chose... countouts. No countouts with Julia Hart. Yeah. So you <laughs> no countouts against someone who's probably going to cheat. Yeah. <sighs> or, you know, enjoys using everything on the outside to beat the piss out of you. Um... Yeah, it's a pretty like short defense for Julie Hart. Uh, was wasn't really a question. No, um, she wasn't. We'll see, Lady Frost. Oh, she's very good. Yeah, yeah, she is. Um, Callus is backstage with Hobbs, and he's all like, he's gonna beat Jericho and Omega at the same time. Yeah, he's gonna do a two on one match. What? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, uh, they pro- probably oh, will. the bucks are going to be bastards. <laughs> probably will fuck them up. Like. Mm. Um, you can make Hobbs look like a monster doing this. Yeah. FTR beat the Righteous in a match. There was um, one moment in this match which was absolutely fucking amazing. Which part? I, I will give... Cash Wheeler fucking an Upton award for his eyeballs alone. He what? did not realize that Dutch had tagged in and, and he ran at Vincent. Uh, and then Vincent moves out of the way. Don't know how, but he sort of turns to run back at him and Dutch is waiting on him with the big open arms for the boss man slam. And Cash, just, his eyeballs go like 10 times their natural size. Like, <laughs> oh, I fucked up here. <laughs> fucking Dutch just boss man slams him it was just amazing the way he done it with his face just like oh shit <laughs> brilliant but uh, it was you know pretty standard match obviously the, the righteous did not get the win which yeah. I, would, I, would like, I would like to have seen because they made a big big deal out of them yeah um yeah uh, I guess it's they're just going to be there to be uh, the big teams to to beat um mm-hmm. Because the, the main reason for FTR being out there was like right after uh, Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews are there. Um, Malachi's on 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 the the mic, sort of. Which is very unusual for him. Normally, yeah. he does his, his talking on the the EVTs and stuff. Yeah. So it was pretty cool that he actually had a live mic. But he, he's just messing with him. Um, yeah, and, he, and he's like, "Ah, oh, no one's gonna save you this time." He says, "No, Cesaro." <laughs> Yeah, thought, see, I when he said that, I was all, is he just clean talking about NXT days or something? He doesn't give a fuck here. <laughs> is there's no Wheeler Yuta, no CM Punk, and the crowd's mm. all like, oh, yeah, get, getting fucking sued. Um, and then uh, the lights go out, and then they come back on, and they're gone. It's just laughing though. And I love laughs. that the lights come on. You just hear him laughing. Just laughing. Yeah. 
Um, then what we, we had Keith Lee on the show beating Lee Moriarty. Uh, I think this is more to do with a Shane Taylor shit, which is like fucking hell. Why are we? What is going on? But then he did say that he was done with that shit, and that he says I'm coming for you, and you know who you are. Swerve. Uh, see, no, I think they're gonna try and make a big deal out of Keith Lee. I can see him going for somebody like I don't know. He says he wants opportunities and gold. Um, after. Yeah. Tired of lack of opportunities coming his way. So that you it's Tony Khan. <laughs> it's coming after Tony Khan. He's <laughs> just gonna bust in the door. Uh, I mean Punk got fired for that, but yeah. Um <laughs> then we finish up with uh, Brody King and Eddie Kingston in a fight. In a fight. This was just a fight. This was fucking brilliant, hey. Uh, yeah, it was they pretty great. Chopped the shit out of each other. Yeah, made made it definitely made it seem like uh, it was just like a, a all like brawl, like Eddie Kingston just doing everything he can to bring King down. Yep, um, it was like a struggle for Kingston. Yeah, yeah, and he like I say he does that so fucking well. Um, yep. But not happening. No, I was a bit shocked. I'm not gonna lie. So he he takes he just. I wasn't shocked. I think King's gonna be an, an or he's he's gonna look like fucking fantastic in this. He he's gonna be the the big monster to beat that people are gonna struggle to get past. Um, he just eats Kingston's heart. Yeah, I think he will. He eats Kingston's breakfast and just does his, does his yep. finisher and that's it. Um, right. I think as well, you might have Garcia beat King. Yeah, I mean, that would be a good shout if you make King look like an unstoppable monster and then you have the ultimate underdog in Garcia and Garcia makes him, uh, takes him out. Mm. Um... I can see Eddie coming up with no points in the end of this. I, he would do that too. Uh, yeah, he would. He'd put everybody over. He's that type of guy. Yeah. Um, and that's all AEW. Uh, there's probably one one more uh point of uh bit of news in wrestling that we should probably just quickly mention. Um, so we CM, should, shouldn't we? <laughs> CM, we don't have to worry about him anymore. <laughs> CM Punk's back at WWE after he talked all that <laughs> shit about WWE for a decade. <laughs> um, fucking hell! I know. Yeah, it's easy to go. I don't watch WWE, so he's their problem. But I don't think he deserves it. No, no, he doesn't. Like I, I don't. Think he turned he... around and. I would just love to know who went, aye, so this guy who's been shitting on us for nearly a decade, let's give him a job again. But I suppose they're thinking, oh, well, he'll come over and he'll just, you know, bitch about uh, AEW the whole time, so it'll be grand. He, he won't be worrying about us. Nah. Tony Khan was asked about the uh, Punk's debut uh, at Survivor Series, and he, like, he was talking about the All In, 
but he was asked a question about punk and he said, I can't talk about it legally. So I'm, I'm assuming the same goes the other way. I'd like to think so, but... Um, I don't think that'll happen, but uh, I think definitely, like, how long do you give him? I don't know, because apparently there's a few unhappy heads back there already. I don't know. Uh, the do, fact that he's do, even there. That'll be part of the storyline, though. Uh, so so it's it's hard to tell, like, who is upset and who's not. There are, I will say that there are guys there who are very close with the Young Bucks. Yes. Um, we know who they are. And so, I don't know. But, like, there are, can be professional. I'm sure they can be yeah, professional. Yeah. Punk, oh, yeah. on yeah. the other hand, yes. Yes, has proven <laughs> time and time again that he cannot be professional. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it's... It, it, like, it, it'll give them the initial people tuning in to see uh, what's happened, but, like, yeah. It, it, he's serving his purpose um, to get people eyes on because you know them with their like under new management. Please come back and watch Punk's here. Um, but uh, well, the people are saying already they had to cut him short on Raw last night. That's one thing he will not have free reign over there. Mm. He he won't be. Uh, allowed to do whatever the fuck he wants like like Tony Khan allowed him to for way too mm. long <clears throat> I wonder is he gonna is he gonna be going up the Roman Reigns and telling him what to do <laughs> <laughs> you, you gonna you gonna give Seth Rollins advice whether Seth Rollins wants it or not uh, uh, is, that's not gonna happen um yeah, that that's that that happened, and there yep. you go. Um, never say never in wrestling. Technically, all them WWE fans can thank AEW for Punk being back in WWE, <laughs> unless they're really not a Punk fan. Oh yeah, unless you actually hated Punk, and you're like, oh god damn it, not this guy again. <laughs> but you have to, you can't trust a word he says. Clearly. No, that's the thing. You, you just literally can't. Like uh, the 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 man has. I don't. Uh, as long as you be paying him, that's that's all he wants. Um, but he'll want like. He clearly can't get past the idea of him not being the top guy, and if that that was the issue at AEW, because you mm. had the likes of Hangman the box and all that there he wanted to be the guy but they were there and they they've been here since they've been there since the start um he wanted them out and him to be the man um but that didn't happen um, he's not gonna want to be the guy to beat reigns is he oh that won't happen but that's what i'm saying thing there's way less chance of that happening in wwe than there would be at AEW because mm. wwe has got way bigger stars yeah um. Yeah, that's it. CM Punk. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> He's like an old cold snot you can't get rid of. <laughs> he uh, <laughs> will never get over the 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 sort of damage he did 
to AEW. Yep. And then buggered off. And then buggered off. <laughs> Pretty much uh, because, well, it's him and Tony Khan's fault. Yeah, for, true, true. Uh, Like, you know, I just hope we don't lose the Bucks. And I hope all, like, them taking sabbaticals and all is part of storyline stuff and yeah. not them being like, uh, we need to get out of here. Hope we don't lose Jack Perry. Mm. He's not the devil either. No, no, no. He's too <laughs> handsome to be a devil. People think he is. He could be what? a handsome devil. Yeah, <laughs> yep, some people think he is. We've got one of those as well. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, we're going to go. Yep. We'll see you next week. Or will we? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 Thank you.